Hi, this is Tamsin McDonough. You're listening to the Quad, a Killjoys podcast. You're listening to the Quad, a Killjoys podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Annie. And I'm Stephanie. We are talking about the ninth episode of Killjoy Season 5, Terraformance Anxiety. While we will talk about anything and everything from that episode, there won't be any spoilers for future episodes. So let's get started with our reviews. I like this episode for more of its quiet character moments, despite all the planny, shooty, not-quite-stabby stuff. There was no stabby stuff. But, uh, oh, actually, there was with Fancy. But anyway... (laughs) um, (laughs) You know, there were a lot of uh, good scenes in here, like the scene between Fancy and Garrett and and the scene where Dav finally tells Dutch his feelings in the middle of a firefight, of course. And I did like the shooty scene with Dutch and Johnny, though, because I'm going to miss that part of their partnership when it ends, since he's going on sabbatical, assuming that everybody survives. But uh, Shut yeah, your mouth, shut of- your mouth, Annie. <laughs> I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say anything, but well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. <sighs> anyway, but uh, yeah, I like this episode just for its quieter moments in between all the shooty stuff. Yeah, I, I agree, Annie. I also really enjoyed the the character beats, especially as always, really, let's be honest. But yeah, I got weirdly emotional during that scene. I mean, I think we were supposed to during that scene of Dutch and Johnny like doing their thing mm-hmm. in slow motion with the good lighting, and I was just like, I, I've got so <laughs> emotional. And I mean, clearly they want you to because because it's in slow motion with the good lighting. <laughs> you know, I really want that to be a song title now, Chris. Like somebody just write this really great epic song about a wonderful friendship, and it's called. In slow motion, with the good lighting. (laughs) I mean, somebody should. You're right. Somebody should write that song. Listeners, if any of you are musicians, there's there's a suggestion for you. Please, please do that and then send us a link to your SoundCloud. (laughs) But we will only be uh, happy if you film the music video in a sleeveless shirt. You should know this already if you've been listening to us. Because it's we are true. against sleeves on the quad here. We always have been. Ah, <sighs> but um let's see. <laughs> so off track. I'm so distracted now by the sleeveless talk. <laughs> I also enjoyed that Dutch and Johnny were sort of giving each other a hard time about stuff. Like old times, and Again, alluding to this, you know, maybe Johnny does have a crush on the warden. <laughs> you know, oh, Miss Warden, <laughs> can I put your, can I put my missiles in your cargo bay? <laughs> or I'll say missiles I again. It's so sexy. Just missiles. <laughs> <laughs> she also anyway. said anti-clockwise, and I about fainted this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of great. Oh, I know what I was going to talk about. Dutch and Anila have reunited, and I got really excited. I was like, why does Hannah John Common have such good chemistry with herself? 
I thought they were going to make out There's... again, but I thought they were going to make out. Didn't it seem like I they might so make out? Touching, and yes. I was like, was there so much touching when they were together before? It's just, it's been so long. It was, <sighs> it was so weirdly intimate and really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And uh, that that ending, that ending with the mirror cube showing up on the armada and what i know but you knew jack wasn't just going to be able to weather the fight in the cube he was going to come back somehow but yeah it's concerning but then it's like well anil is the one who wanted him to be in there is this part of anila's plan because i'm thinking mm-hmm. it is yeah, that's yeah, a good because point. it was sending out a signal, like, almost intentionally for mm-hmm. the Armada to pick up. So I'm hoping it's part of a bigger plan. And I actually wonder if it might be part of Jack's plan, because I could totally see him going rogue, you know, mm-hmm. with his, his future vision abilities, and maybe he thought that this was the best course of action. He looked very sleepy, however, so I was, <laughs> I kind of nixed yeah. that idea, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, you're right, though, because, um... Dalsea did say something about how Jack wasn't happy to be put in the cube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, it would be such a Jacoby thing to do to be like, I can't sit this one out. I have to go save my family. Right. So Here I am on a platter. Yeah, I could see either of those things being the case, though, because, you know, you know, those kinrits and their plans. Ah, mm-hmm. Plans, plenty plan plans. What do you think, Stephanie? I really like this episode. I thought it was a great ensemble piece. Like, I felt like so many characters got really good moments along the way, even though, like, I felt like the main plot line, it didn't really matter as much. It was just kind of getting us from point A to point B. It was so chock full of good character stuff. Like, that's what you were there for anyway. You know, us. You know us. So... So I, I did, however, like that the the plot ended up being a little bit more complicated than maybe expected. Um, but again, I, I just really liked all the character beats. I thought Fancy had really great ones. I loved him getting so annoyed with Johnny and his bad fishing metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have also never fished a day in my life. So yeah, I wouldn't know the paddle from the bait or tackle what did or whatever. we don't have the bobber but we still got the oar? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can beat somebody with the oar. With the bobber, you can't really do much. Maybe flick them in the eye and that's painful. But <laughs> Or you got a real weapon. Um, <laughs> um, I've not beaten a fish to death. I feel like I should clarify. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't thinking it until you said it. Yeah, and then I was like, wait a minute, that sounds so strangely violent and potentially within your realm, Stephanie. I don't know. Just- oh my, oh my. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, I, it was great having Garrett get involved in a plan and seeming to screw up, but really kind of playing his part. And I don't know, Garrett is a sweetheart. And I I kind of liked that it, it came down, he was feeling so guilty. And, and I was kind of like, Garrett, why are you feeling so guilty? Like, nobody has really given you a hard time besides pre a little bit. And so I liked the talk that he had with Fancy, where Fancy's like, dude, you need to forgive yourself. Like, thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, I also appreciated with Garrett that he he mentioned that Klein was was sexy Klein, and I was like, he's totally Garrett's type, right? He's like this very elegant, well dressed man. Like, of course, <laughs> Garrett's like sexy Klein. <laughs> You're not wrong, right? True. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I just, I really enjoyed the episode. And I, I, I wouldn't mind if Johnny and the Warden kind of ended up maybe potentially a thing. I think they're kind of cute together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I had a lot of fun watching it. And I'm super, I'm super intrigued what's going to happen now that Klein is back with Dutch, but he never interacted with Anila. I was actually surprised there wasn't more Anila in this episode. And particularly, I was waiting for that moment when Klein and Anila were in the same room again. So I guess they're saving it for the finale, and that's okay. But I kind of wanted a little bit more Anila and Klein in this episode, besides just the flashback we got. Which actually brings me to another point. We knew that Delsea was off to do something else. Did we ever hear what it was that they were going to do? Hmm. I don't think so. Well, she wanted to resume her place as head of the nine on Crush, but I forget. I've only watched it the once, I must confess, but I forget what else she was going to do on Crush, I say. I, I, blah, I say. Yes, I say. Period. <laughs> that is the sentence I say. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. <laughs> now, while you were mentioning just now also this episode being maybe a little bit lighter on plot, I was actually thinking... You know, this being the penultimate episode, I feel like those tend to go one of two ways. Either it's a very, like, set up all of your pieces for a big finale kind of episodes, or it's one where they, like, wrap everything up almost entirely. And so then the the finale episode ends up as sort of like, like an epilogue almost. Right. So, mm. Yeah. Or they could do an Orphan Black and kind of do one half one way and one half the other. I felt like the last episode of Orphan Black was like half action and then wrap up. But yeah, I, I, I this definitely seemed like more of a getting puzzle pieces in place for the big finale type of situation. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't surprise me for this show. No. There's only one episode left. I know. I'll tell you the part I got strangely emotional was when... Again, you're probably supposed to, but when Dutch was giving her pep rally talk to all the prisoners, and I was like, oh, I will miss these, you know, just kind of speeches, so. I actually, Mm. for me, the scene that I think worked even better as far as pep rally talks go was the one in the bar. I really ended up liking that scene with Priya back as bartender and encouraging the people of Old Town. Like, that one I thought was actually really well done. It didn't get too mm-hmm. sentimental, and it was nice that we were able to bring back some characters that we'd seen previously to that those couple of scenes, and I loved them all singing together and like remembering the Westerly song. I thought that actually was really well executed. I loved those scenes, actually. Mm-hmm. Me too. And that we finally got some closure on, and I can't think of her name no. now. If Did they give her a name? The, the woman with the little kid? They did give her name, but I cannot recall it at the moment. I apologize. Okay. But just since we had to undergo the trauma of her not remembering her own child, I'm glad that we got to see them remember each other again. And I also thought it was good that, you know, because we, we said goodbye to Old Town in this episode, which we haven't had Old Town be really the center of things for a while. But I thought that having those scenes set in the bar and kind of conjuring up that feeling of camaraderie in a familiar setting, it helped me feel more of the weight of them choosing to blow up Old Town at the end of the episode. Because even though, like, I I intellectually get it that 
that is their home. Since we haven't really been there as much the past couple seasons, I don't have the same connection to it as I did back in like season one, season two. But mm-hmm. I felt like the the scenes that they were able to do in this episode helped me feel more of that loss when they made that decision to destroy all of Old Town rather than just the factory. Mm-hmm. Though I will remind everyone also that the end of season two was the bombing of Old Town. So Right, yeah. We've done this before, kind of. Exactly. So, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not really saying goodbye to Old Town, necessarily. True, true. Well, at first I was like, poor Old Town, and then I'm like, well, we've done this before. You know, they'll rise from the ashes again, somehow. They always seem to do that. So I hope they I hope that Old Town emerges, even if the Royale needs a little bit of repair work done. I, I'm, I Again. think Garrett could be a good handyman. He could wear something sleeveless and look attractive. <laughs> wear a good tool belt. Yep, exactly. Yep. I mean, it was it was post initial Old Town bombing that Garrett was the one who had taken over the bar. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It was so weird rewatching that episode. <laughs> Like, how far we've come. I know. Sweet Garrett. Who started out as such a jerk. (laughs) I was going to say, who was significantly less sweet at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was also kind of nice, as a queer viewer, it was kind of nice that the, like, three relationships that were featured in this episode, two of them were were same-sex couples. That was kind of nice. I do appreciate that about this show. It has Mm -hmm. gotten significantly queerer as the seasons have gone on, which is nice. Yeah, I enjoyed that kiss between Pre and Garrett. So that was not cute. as much as Pre did, apparently. <laughs> I was say. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but I am surprised how much I am rooting for Dutch and Dabin because I was very on the fence about them when that kind of became a possibility mm-hmm. back at the beginning of the series. But I- I'm on board now. Like I-, I feel like that's where I want them to end up. I'm rooting for Johnny and his mechanical goats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not. <laughs> In a sexy not way. In that way. No, not for once. Coming from me, not in a sexy way. Just you for him to go Andy off and realizing what she just said. I know. I mean, him and the warden. Yeah, fine. I prefer the warden with Dutch, but that's just me. Honestly, there, if you gave me any character on the show, I would say like, "Yep, it'd be hot if it was with Dutch." Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like the show thinks that too. I know. <laughs> Anila and Dutch, maybe. <laughs> oh, so confusing, so hot. Take taking sister wives to a different level. Oh, <laughs> uh, please don't do that, Joe. <laughs> I would have to draw the line there. No, I was just thinking about Annie's. So confusing, so hot. <laughs> The show stirs That's a lot of feelings. That's me every day of my life. <laughs> That's just the yeah, that it should true. be Annie's like title of her autobiography or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would work. <laughs> the hot would work on two levels, it. especially since Annie's moved to Hawaii. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, <sighs> too much, too hot. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I have no other major comments to make if we are ready to wrap up. I know we usually don't do this, but is there any speculation we'd like to make on the finale? Or I honestly have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. 
I honestly have no clue because they went after the big factory with the plan that that would help debilitate her. We we feel like we we still need to destroy the queen. The queen. <laughs> well, not yeah, the pretty, green queen. Pretty much. Pretty much. I just insulted the word of queen. I apologize. The lady's actual body, like that, feels like that has to be part of the defeat, right? But mm. as far as what's actually going to happen, I uh, I have no clue. Like what Klein thinks is going to happen, like, ugh, I have no no idea. Hmm. Yeah, me neither. Oh, I just I hope it's not one of those big sacrifice yourself for the greater good finales. Better not be. I don't expect that of this show, though. You know. Yeah. Everybody I love better come out alive. I, I, yeah. I will be very sad Dang it. if somebody doesn't make it. There's really nobody that I'd be like, I could understand, and that'd be a nice send-off for them. No, they all better come out alive, gosh darn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even Turin, that jerk, I want him to live. <laughs> what if he lives, but he gets a haircut? I was going to say, what if he <laughs> lives, but he's battle, bald? That like would be his awful. hair gets chopped off. <laughs> that would be tragic. <laughs> he and... He and uh, pre-swap hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> For the greater good. Oh, dear. I did want to mention one last thing that I just thought of. I really liked the part where Klein starts to say, I have a plan, and then Dutch just whacks him on the head. <laughs> like, yeah, you go, Dutch. She's like, this is part of my plan. <laughs> Enough of that guy's nonsense. Plan, man, your plan, my plan. Well, I mean, because we've seen that so many times where Dutch does kind of defer to Klein mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. he does all sorts of really shady stuff. And, you know, we've talked about how much he's traumatized her and everything. And, you know, she's mentioned even how many times have I taken Klein back? And so I'm just I'm I'm proud of her. <laughs> For mm-hmm. punching her father figure in the face. <laughs> I mean, for standing up to him is really what I was going for, but, you know. Deserved it. He did. He did deserve it. <laughs> it's been a while since you said somebody deserves something, Chris, I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Deserved it. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode of Killjoys. You can send them to us at killjoys at askgenretv.com. We like getting voice messages, too, which you can send us in a couple of ways. Record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us, or call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. Follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at Killjoys Podcast. The Quad is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. To find our other podcasts about Lost Girl, Orphan Black, and some other shows, please visit our website, askgenretv.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the Quad for one last episode. 